Await no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube at The Trophy Room. And if you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review on iTunes, or if you really, really like us, consider dropping a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Tired. <laughs> we are very tired. It's been a week. Yeah. It's been a week. Um <laughs> luckily the weekend looks like it's starting off on the right foot. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Dude, I- I'm going to be real. Um this week has taken a lot of like the mental like it just uh-huh. it was like 2020 send off, you know what I mean? It really was. So now having like to be so exhausted and then next week knowing that on YouTube side of thing and podcast side of things, it's going to be the biggest week we've ever had. And just trying to prepare for that is going yeah. to be crazy. Cause I think every it's single be day, good exhausted. Oh, it's going to be very good exhausted. I think yeah. almost every single day we will have at least a video out on YouTube on, on the trophy room YouTube channel. And next week we got to work out the finer details, but. There will be two episodes of the Trophy Room podcast, one of them being the eve of the PlayStation 5, giving the PlayStation 4 the send-off it deserves. And then, shortly afterwards, I'm planning on maybe Friday or Saturday, we have our first impressions hands-on of the PlayStation 5 when Sony gives me the email. <laughs> Please, Sony, give me that email. Everybody's getting them but me. Yeah, I got to call GameStop and be like, hey, what's this pickup procedure like? Let yes. Me Let me know. I- because I know some places are like, here's a set time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you have to schedule it, which I, I kind of like. I Best doing that, I think. Yeah. And we're actually going to be talking about that as well, because with this whole COVID situation, we're talking about how, on this week's show, how PlayStation will be doing online only. If you want your PlayStation 5 at launch, you have to go through the online stores. You can't go through a brick and mortar. We're going to be talking about the PlayStation 5 review roundup. The good, the bad, and the slightly alarming if you're looking at hard drive space. And then, of course, we're going to be talking about some deep dives into the PlayStation 5 UI and Sackboy Online being delayed. But with all that said and with all that out of the way, Kyle, we start each and every show with what you've been playing. Because last night you've achieved something, something you set your eyes on and you've done did it. I done did did the thing. I finally platinumed Uncharted 4. After four long years, <laughs> it's finally <laughs> done. Uh, my big holdup was the speedrun trophy, where you yeah. had to beat the game in under six hours. Um, and I wanted to have this done way earlier, because now I have to cram two other games to get my platinum total, so Bug Snacks can be my 50th platinum. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, 2020, depression, we know what it's going on with me the last couple of months, so it yeah. just kind of I didn't have the desire to sit down and do it. So the last couple of weeks I went down, I got all the collectibles, I did all the optional conversations, all that side stuff, beat it on crushing. Almost got the speedrun trophy in crushing, may I add. Really? 
may I add, because I was practicing, like, you know, making sure I know what cutscenes I need to skip and whatnot. Right. And then I got to the Ray fight at the end. I don't know if you remember that Ray fight, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're swinging the sword on crushing. It is insanely difficult. The mm. reaction time you that you need to make sure you're blocking on the on the correct side and if you don't it's a one hit kill. So that was a good 30 minutes, 35 minutes of just constant restarts for me. Yeah. Um and I ended the crushing speed run at like 6 hours and 32 minutes or so. God damn. But it's it's done, it's out of the way. I got that platinum. Um very happy to add that one. I now have all the uncharted platinums except for Golden Abyss and one, which I don't <laughs> know if I'm going to go back and get those. Um, I got another platinum yesterday too, a very short one, Lara Croft Go. Oh, really? Okay. It's just because I needed to pump those numbers up, so I wanted to find <laughs> something quick. Uh-huh. Uh, that one, I can't say much about the game because you can literally look up a walkthrough guide and just stare at the guide while the game is running and just input the right directions on Aww. the controller. Yeah. And it's like it's whatever. That's all you have to. Really how long? Do. How do, how long did that take? Hour twenty. Oh really? Yeah, you can get okay. through that really, really quick. Um, so, do you, do you think you could get to making blood uh, bu- bug snacks? Your fifty bloodboard, like yeah, I was going happening. to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I can make it happen. The last yeah. two games that I'm going to do for the uh for the platinums are because I I never played them. Uh, Walking Dead season three and the final season. Kind okay. of round out because season one of Walking Dead was one of the first platinums I ever got. So I mm. like how that's like a nice little send off there. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you much about what I've been playing, but all I can say is I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, we will have a stream. You, you guys, if, if you're getting this podcast, you've already missed it, but you can watch the first hour of the game on YouTube, uh, at the trophy room. Uh, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll probably be there by Saturday. Um, I also need to talk to you after the show, Kyle, because I would love to do a kind of in review progress, uh, you know, type of video on Monday for everybody to get their ears on. So with that, yeah, that's all I've been playing. And uh, we need to get to the news. But before we do, I want to shout out our patrons over at patreon.com slash PS trophy room. Like we say each and every week, if you've ever got you through a long car ride, a long day at work, this whole COVID situation, just 2020 in a nutshell, uh, please, please, please consider dropping us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. It really does keep the lights on the show going. It makes us sound this good. It makes us look this great. And also, again, keeps the bills paid because we just got our our uh, RSS feed uh, uh, fee. Let me tell you something. Thank you, Patreon. So thank you all so much. I want to thank our gold, uh, or sorry, our platinum members uh, at Twerp and, of course, uh, Todd Burrowitz. I want to thank our gold members, Chaotic Monkey, Gavin Goffrey, Griffin West, Erica Scherer, Jose Jimenez, and Too Soon. Uh, Silver Plus members. Uh, Hide Indoors, Pink Orkbot, Marcus O'Neill, Ray Martinez, JB the Purple Monkey, Jadis Von Metal, Tim Ulf, and the winner, Gamer, thank you all so much. It's because you're Patreon that we are able to do what we do. With that, Kyle, it's time to square up the news. Really quickly for video watchers. Yeah. Uh, if you saw I was distracted, all three of the girls decided to run down the stairs 
with their virtual classroom on full blast. Like, I, I didn't just tell them 10 minutes ago I was doing a show. Oh, yeah. We should let you guys know since, we're de- <laughs> since we are recording the show, usually we record it at night so that yeah. the, you know, the girls are yeah. subdued, I guess, because they're all sure. like, they've outrun themselves for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since we're doing it in, in the afternoon, you might hear my dog barking. Through, through yeah. even the RTX voice at the mailman, whatever the case may Listen, be, we got to grind it at whatever hour we can. We can do this stuff at. exactly, exactly. So With that, right. Kyle. Yeah, let's go to the first one from our friend Adam Bankhurst over at IGN. PS5 won't support SSD expandable storage at launch. Sony has confirmed that PS5 will not support SSD expandable storage at launch. As reported by The Verge, a Sony spokesperson has stated that PS5's SSD expandable storage will be quote, reserved for a future update, end quote, but no further window was given. Back in March 2020's PlayStation 5 system architecture deep dive, Sony's Mark Cerny did mention that support for expandable storage would most likely be a bit past launch, and that appears to hold true. The mm-hmm. PlayStation 5 has a dedicated internal slot that will fit, that will fit a standard stick-shaped M.2 SSD, but it will seemingly be disabled when PS5, excuse me, PS5 is released on November 12, 2020. Hmm. Cerny also warned against purchasing an M.2 SSD until Sony gives official word on which SSDs will be fully supported and optimized on PS5 to give you the best performance. It's important to note that PS5 will support USB external storage at launch, and this will be a good way to play PS4 games on those that don't need to utilize the faster speed of the SSD. Yeah, so I think it has been confirmed. We got another story down below about it as well. Um, we're only about, we only have about 667 mm-hmm. gigs of space on that console. 120 of it is, uh, is for that super fast IO and the rest is for the OS. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, real talk. Not the, not the greatest news to hear, but nope. this is something that we've heard from Mark Cerny again back in March saying, Hey gang, don't expect this at launch, expect it at window. Um, but I again disappointing nonetheless. Uh what do you what are your what's your take on this? Because yeah. again, six hundred gigs, not a lot. It's not a lot at all. And uh, with the couple of reviews I got to, to watch before we started recording, like if you pick like the big games like Last of Us Part Two, that's seventy five gigs right there. Mm. If you are planning on playing GTA Five? Uh, that's almost a hundred right there. Plus, you have like Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, which is over a hundred. Yeah, um, that thing's gonna fill up super quick. Um, it's nice to know that you can just put in your external hard drive if you have one and keep all your PS4 games on there, so it doesn't use up that space, um, which is extremely nice. But for me, this is kind of like. This has been my life for years because I don't, <laughs> I don't have an external hard drive, so I just have to keep swapping in and out and deleting games and to make room for others. Yeah, I will one hundred percent though be buying an expandable storage uh, thing uh, SSD whenever Sony decides to give us a list because yeah. I do think I, I don't want to keep deleting from the SSD. I don't want to. I don't want to keep doing that. I want to keep it as full as possible. Because of how fast the, the PS5 boots stuff up, so I want to have everything at my fingertips, depending on what I want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got to have that list, and I'm hoping it's within the, the next couple months. Yeah, one one would be so okay. 
when would be the the time limit of like okay this is acceptable but like when is it like okay sony you need to tell us like what's that time frame um i would say by the end of january beginning february okay i'm thinking i'm thinking beginning march maybe late april that that's my time cuz look i i get it and i don't think you need uh, you know, a terabyte of storage or like an expandable storage yet at launch mm. for this console. Sure. You know, there's, there's not too many games out there, um, to, to like, to fill up that hard drive space, but it is not a lot. Like, mm. I, 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 I feel like right now we are very much getting shafted if you're an Xbox person or a PlayStation person on the storage of these hard drives at the moment, Absolutely. they're just not great. Like Xbox gives you about 800. So a lot better in terms of like, that's like a mm-hmm. game or two difference at triple A wise. Series S is like even lower, like right? 375. It's insanely or, low. Yeah. So like, it's, it's not a lot. I do applaud Xbox for at least having something, even yep. though it's like 200 bucks something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really it, it does for me. I'm not overly affected, though it's disappointing because I am not going to do the same thing I did with my Switch, which was buy that 128 gig card for like 100 bucks and now you can get it half the price. Mm-hmm. So I am going to wait about a year or two. And yeah, I'll be juggling throughout my games, but that's usually, usually I am like, I'm done with the game. And if it's not Bloodborne, I'm usually deleting it afterwards, even old with my old, space. Right, Joe? Exactly. Old games old. And also knowing that, like, yeah, I can still play my PlayStation 4 games through that expandable uh, storage is also fine with me because I'll be doing that. I'll be having my storage on my on my uh, my external and then plugging it into my PS5. So, like, to me, that's not even that's that's not big of an issue. But it it does suck because if I wanted to just say you know, play Bloodborne, I can't take advantage of that of that SSD because there's just not enough space for it. But yeah. again, not the biggest bummer in the world, but it is a bummer. I thought we'd get the bummers out has, of the way. Has yeah. anybody looked to see, because I, I don't remember it being in the IGN review, and I got halfway through the GameSpot one. Uh-huh. Has anyone tried to load the entire launch day lineup onto a PS5? Will the entire launch day selection of titles be able to fit on a PS5? I would say safe, safely to say probably not. Yeah. Right? right. So like you're thinking Call of Duty's 130, uh, Spider-Man Ultimate's 100. Um, you got Valhalla, which I don't know how many gigs that it's is. Probably going to be pretty big. Probably sizable. Um, you got Bug Snacks, which I think is like 16 gigs. Yeah. Um, so like probably not. NBA. Yeah. If you're doing that. yeah, you, you got not. a whole bunch of sweat in that one. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I not I don't think so. But also, how many people are actually actively buying the whole entire lineup? That's fair. You know, yeah. oh, Demon Souls, I believe, is sixty something. Okay. So, also, we have an email about Demon Souls that I want to read on the show later. Ooh. Because it, it was kind of what I was wanted to say last episode, but oh. I, sure. Yeah, I, I think his name is Justin. Did a way better job than me explaining awesome. it. That said, though, Kyle, mm-hmm. the next story on the list. This comes from Sid Schumann over at the PS blog. PlayStation 5 launch day ordering update. Hi, all. The launch of the PlayStation 5 console on November 12th or November 19th, depending on your region, is almost upon us. 
In the interest of keeping our gamers, retailers, and staff safe amidst, amidst, hold on, safe amidst COVID-19, today we are confirming that all day of launch sales will be conducted through the online stores of our retail partners. No units will be available in store for purchase on launch day, November 12th or November 19th, depending on your region. Please don't plan on camping out or lining up at your local retailer on launch day in hopes of finding a PS5 console for purchase. Be safe, stay home, and place your order online. Gamers who have pre-ordered for pickup at their local retailer should still be able to do so at their designated appointment time. Under the retailer's safety protocols, please confirm the details with your local retailer. A special thank you to our entire community for your, for your continued support this year. Here's to the next generation of gaming. Okay. Now, I want to get the funny bullshit out of the way. Some people that think that this is a cover-up. Because, oh, my God. Because uh, PlayStation sales aren't going to be that great this holiday season. Okay, sure. Okay? <laughs> and they're, they're, it's a cover-up. Keep drinking that Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> and those illegal ballots. Like, it's it's pretty <laughs> nuts. I can't even finish, like, the bullshit. They're, um, they're sipping the Kool-Aid while they're pouring gasoline on the ballot fire. Next yeah. Time. So, like, to me... <laughs> It, you know, the the reality is, I really like this approach by Sony. Yeah, of course. S- stay safe. G- gang, listen, I get it. Some of us ordered, lucky enough for you, a prime example, you, you got it at GameStop, so you're going to be there day one. But I love the them trying to minimize the crowd by going, listen, set up your appointments. There's a, there's a helicopter hovering right yeah, below there's me. A hel- there's a helicopter for you, and the girls are bouncing bouncy balls right above my head. Uh-oh. I don't know. I've been spotted. Why. Andrew House is here. Uh, oh, <laughs> he's he's not oh, happy. I knew this day was coming. Yeah. Uh <laughs> that said, and my 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 memory coming back to me here. Um get people to kind of yeah, order online. Now, scalpers, that's gonna be a thing for sure. But honestly, I'm surprised Xbox hasn't done this either. Um I I think yeah. I think this is something you, you wanna do because again, like like we're we're in that third wave, the winter wave of COVID. It's scary times out there, and don't mm-hmm. go outside if you absolutely can avoid it. Just don't do it. We're gamers. We're great at it to begin with. Um, of of just like just just being hermits. It's fine. Yeah. Just stay where yeah. you are. Everything's gonna be great for sure. We don't want another another increase, even though it's been increasing of cases. Uh, yeah. Lord knows what the Halloween party. Spike is going to be doing because mm-hmm. people were stupid and went to the Halloween parties anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. I love this. I love for a company to be like, "Hey, stay at home. Don't camp out. Be safe. Everything's going to be fine." There's your life is more important than camping out in the cold weather of November yeah. amidst a pandemic. It's totally fine. Like, yeah, chill out. and even if you're PlayStation, right? Uh, I mean, just think of it in the business side. You don't want, like, you know, a local news story to be picked up that your launch event was also a super spreader event. Absolutely. Right? So, like, PR-wise, it's just not a good look. So, like, Mm -hmm. this is no deep deep state conspiracy that there's not enough PlayStation 5s. This is a we care about your safety and don't want to be sued type Mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, for me, this is excellent. Um, and hopefully, yeah, we'll get these consoles in stores eventually, but let's, let's get out of the winter months here and let's, let's be smart about it. And like, Absolutely. if there's ways to 
have it so you order online and you can, you know, go to the store to pick it up, schedule a time. That's cool. Or if it just ships to your house, like we're doing, you know, everybody, everybody's excited right now because, uh, they have their, their pre-orders are being validated over on Amazon. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think this is a, the biggest shock to the system. I think no. this is very much how console launchers are going to really happen from here on out. And I do, or I do love how those that didn't get a pre-order are still looking like they're going to be able to have a chance of ordering them. Yeah. So like those that are, are, are oh my God, speak Kyle, Jesus, wake up this. brain. You got this. Those that are already upset and have that FOMO of missing out because they don't have a pre-order and they're like, oh, we're a week away. What am I going to do? There is an opportunity for retailers to get it on launch day, yeah. maybe even a little bit before or a little bit after then. So I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I like it too. I I don't see how any of it is bad news because no. I just want people to be safe. God forbid Absolutely. I want people to be safe. Yeah. God so. forbid we want people. Yeah, what a definitely. what a scary concept, Joe. What <laughs> wash scary... my hands? Never. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm gonna Dwight Schrute and wash my hands in dirt. Open your no. mouth, Grandma. I'm coughing in it. Let's do this. <laughs> That's how I say hello in 2020. <laughs> exactly. I'll sneeze on any any, any rail I see. <laughs> Kyle, let's get to the next story of the news, sir. Uh, Alessio Palumbo from WCCF Tech writes: Godfall is a six month PS5 console exclusive. <laughs> Ending May 12, 2021, day after my birthday. Hey. Ooh. Uh, the Godfall launch trailer is now available below, featuring a mix of gameplay captured on PlayStation 5 and cinematics. The most interesting part is likely the confirmation that Godfall is a timed console exclusive until May 12, 2021, exactly six months after its November 12, 2020 launch on PS5. At that point, the deal will expire and publisher Gearbox will be free to publish Godfall on other console platforms with the Xbox Series S and X being the obvious target for such a choice. Technically, given that the game is based on Unreal Engine 4 technology, Nintendo Switch users might be entitled to a a sliver of hope. Though given its high-fidelity graphics, it remains just that for now. Kyle, you know, Godfall had another, like, hour-long, hey, take a look at our game. Mm -hmm. Um, What are your thoughts on it? Like, now seeing everything you have seen. Because yeah, this game I, has had a, had trouble resonating with people, I feel. 100%. Um, I didn't watch this hour-long new thing. Um, but I just remember back at the Game Awards last year, I was so hyped about it. Because the premise was so me. It was calling me. A looter slasher? Yeah. Uh, hell yes. Uh, but now, ever since we saw gameplay... It just that's dwindled down, and it just feels like you're just walking through hallways and beating up enemies. I don't expect there to be a whole lot of depth there, um, so it is it is a bummer for yeah. sure. Yeah, I hear the girls upstairs. Running yeah, I'm gonna away. go. I'm gonna go real quick. I'll you're, right yeah, back. you're gonna at least. Oh man, he's he's had it. He's had it. He's enough. He's getting up out of his chair. He's he's he was not a happy camper. He's walking up the stairs. He's probably going, hey, girls, listen, what did I just say? All right? I know you're. I'm your favorite uncle, but that doesn't mean you get to step all over me. Okay? I asked you politely. You know, I'm, I'm recording here. I got a show to do. This is my show, not yours. You know, when we're watching Teletubbies, I don't know. 
<laughs> Kids are like six or seven. I don't, I don't stand in front of the screen. I respect you. I respect your time. I respect what you do. You know, and that's why you got to stop running up and down the stairs because I you know this is my Teletubbies right now. I need to watch this. It wasn't up and down the stairs. They were just <laughs> literally right above me. They know exact the exact spot, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're just stamping their feet. They're just hitting the ground <laughs> as hard as they can. I don't those little shits. I love them, but good yeah. God Almighty! They well, I just did a nice span little... of a ant. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Well, I, I want you to listen back to this episode because <laughs> okay. uh, I, I I pretty much acted out how I think you you would tell them to. Sh- hey, oh, shut up or you get the hands. You know, <laughs> I would never. <laughs> I love, I, I like Janus, I think. So, no, Jedi Master Ren's like, listen, kids are great. You know, like on the Discord's like, I love my kids, this, that, the other thing. And I'm just, I'm just reading this and I'm just like, this is a manifesto of a liar, you know? Kids giving you happiness. I've never heard of it. You know what does give me happiness, Kyle? What? The fact that more people get to play Godfall in about six months. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like to me, when I take a look at what I've seen from Godfall, yes, we're talking about Godfall now. Uh, <laughs> uh, what I've seen from Godfall, I'm pretty excited for it, but I don't know if it's a day one for me. And I feel like that's where a lot of people's at. This is a new IP. I don't think there's been a moment where like a lot of people have been overly sold on the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, there are a few people, I think like Gav in our discord, like is pretty high on this game. I'm interested in it. I do want to see some more reviews before I, you know, judge it. But, um, you know, I, I think this game's going to have a little bit more of a difficult time resonating with folks. So knowing that it's only a six month span, that means, Hey, listen, maybe in May, June, July, whatever that case may be, when it comes out on Xbox, they have that cross play integration where, you know, your PlayStation friends can play it for Xbox buddies. Like that would be excellent for that game and for that community. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, we're even seeing right now, Marvel's Avengers is having a really hard time. And I think it would have a, a, a bit of an easier go at it. If they had some type of like cross play support with it so that people can match make better. And that's the thing when I'm looking at this game, knowing that it's a looter slasher, um, it needs a community there and yeah. having like, you know, a couple million, you know, PlayStation fives and, you know, sure, PC as well, but like, is that enough to really contain and, and to make a lasting, for uh, sure. multiplayer ecosystem? I don't know. For, so, so what I would have done, and it, obviously it's too late now, but I would have had the first month of PS Plus be bug snacks in this game. Um, really? This I, game? Yes, this game. Because it's so uncertain, and it does need, like you said, it does need that community that wants to get together and play. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know if it is fun to play solo or not. Um, I don't think it's going to be... Uh, border, borderlands level deep where I can play single player throughout that entire campaign and feel 100% okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so even well now that this is only like that six month window of exclusivity, I don't think it's going to come to PS Plus at all, which is a bummer. Because yeah. uh, yeah. I do think alongside with we saw Destruction All Stars getting delayed and is a PS Plus title day one because it really does need that community to play. I think this could also be benefited greatly by that, but I think that's out the window now. Yeah. 
Yeah. Again, I really wish this game to do well. It looks really nice. I just need to see... Unfortunately, it's like, I still need to see more, but they've shown me so much. Yeah. So, like, now I guess what I'm trying to get at is I think I just need... I need some reviews. I need some actual, like, people, you know, unbiased opinions on it, you know? Yeah. I need... You know what I need? I need, like, a trophy room review of this game. Maybe next week. Maybe. I don't know. But that said, um, again, good news. Uh, you know, a lot of people are like, is this bad for PlayStation's launch? No, this is fine. This is good. excellent. More people get to play it. Yeah. We already knew that this would be a timed exclusive. We just didn't know for how long. So six months? Cool. Fine. Yeah. PlayStation wants to shelve out that money for it? So be it. You know, same with the medium. Medium's coming out. Uh, it just got delayed but before when it was uh, slated for November. That thing was going multi-platform in the summer, in June. So now that's probably pushed up a little bit. But again... You know, it's, we're, we're comparing, you know, uh-oh, now my dog's going at it. You hear him? <laughs> I hear him, yeah. This is why you don't do a podcast in the afternoon. Nope. Because your dog who's been on edge this whole week, like how you've been on edge this whole week, yeah. is just setting you off, and now he's just, he, how do I go downstairs? How do I tell him, <laughs> hey, I got a podcast to run, and you're really being disrespectful right uh, now. What's your dog's name? Marty. Listen, Marty. Mm-hmm. Chill out. I'm trying to talk mm-hmm. PlayStation. Go lay in your bed. Okay. Here's a here's a dog toy or or we, a now, dog if treat. I give him a treat, call, I'm rewarding we, bad behavior. We we call them cookies in our house. Our dogs for dog treats, it's cookies. Uh so you know how everybody has names for like their dogs, right? Like cute yeah. nicknames. Like I call them Moose. Like I call them Moose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I like to give them like. Um, I, I like to give him fancy regal names. So <laughs> what I've now started calling him is by his long name, which is Martibus Flartibus. And so when he's in trouble, I go, Martibus Flartibus the third of us. Knock it off. So maybe that's what I need to do. Yeah. He heard you. That's why he stopped. Yeah. He was just like, uh-oh. <laughs> I, heard, I heard Joseph getting regal. I, I, I must settle down. Uh, Kyle, here's some stuff that I'm pretty excited for. Yeah. Let's talk about the PlayStation 5 review roundup. We have it from, I believe I took this from uh, four separate uh, places, Polygon, GameSpot, Bloomberg, and GameIndustry.biz, yeah. uh, giving us a rundown of the PlayStation 5, so take it away, good yeah. sir. First one comes from Polygon. The PlayStation 5 has definitely met and has the potential to exceed my hopes and expectations for the next generation. The first taste of higher frame rates and ray tracing has been fantastic and the load speeds are absolutely wonderful. New UI elements such as activities and control center also make everyday tasks easier and open up new opportunities as well. There's still a decent way to go in improving on things such as cloud saves and storage options, which will hopefully be rectified as time goes on. This next one comes from GameSpot. At launch, the PS5 is an excellent console that paves the way for a promising future where gaming experiences can solve and in- excuse me, can evolve in interesting ways, and the process of experiencing them is streamlined. Its custom SSD, unique DualSense controller, and powerful specs draw a distinct line between the last generation and the next. Faster loading times and system features like the PS5's activities make the SSD feel essential, while the DualSense's substantial feedback makes a strong case for moving on from the DualShock 4. Of course, the performance and visuals that the PS5 is capable of pushing of pushing offer excellent experiences no matter what graphics mode you prefer. And even though its backwards compatibility implementation isn't perfect, it's still exciting to know that I can play most of my PS4 library on this new console 
with few, if any, issues. I even tested Guitar Hero Live, which works very well. With what we've seen so far from the console's hardware and games like Spider-Man Miles Morales and Astro's Playroom, this next generation has the potential to be great for PlayStation. This next one comes from Bloomberg. The PlayStation 5 is an impressive machine, but even with its advancements in standout controller, it's hard to recommend the purchase of a console this year. Whether it's the new PlayStation or Xbox, most gamers would be better served waiting a year or two. By then, the hardware will probably be available at a discount, and there should be a decent library of games you can't play elsewhere. And GI Biz, GamesIndustry.biz, writes, Over the last five years, PlayStation has established this identity as the purveyor of huge, expensive blockbuster games, and PS5 is the console manifestation of that. For studios making those sorts of experiences and gamers who enjoy those products, this machine is purpose-built for them. So, those are just a sample of some of the rundowns that we've had uh, through the industry about people's thoughts uh, and impressions of the PlayStation 5. Most of them, rather good, yeah. right? Um, you know, I see a lot of, like, 8s and 9s, which is always really weird when, like, they're rating a console. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't understand, I don't understand it. And, but, and I think a lot of the stuff from the iGen review specifically, um, uh, where they're like, oh yeah, those game help videos, they're not really available right now. So like, we don't know, or like, they're not really being, we don't know how they'll be implemented in the future. So we can't really score it on that base. Um, yeah. A lot of the reviews that I've quickly seen, a lot of it is just like, it's so big. <laughs> <laughs> look at it look at it it's big yeah. uh, I think the GI Biz one is the one that makes me most excited from the ones I yeah. just read just because it's like if you want those huge blockbuster games the PS5 is made for that purpose Yeah, and that makes me excited as much as I love my indie games mm-hmm. I, I, I cannot wait to see and experience Miles Morales from beginning to end Mm-hmm. And just like having Samniak go all out, like it's going to be great. Yeah, I think I think a lot of reviews you nailed it. I think for the most part, everybody's like, "Yeah, what we're seeing." And and I think the the one thing that has been constantly the drum that's been banged the most is the controller is the next gen thing. Yeah, like this is not a gimmick. This is they got something here. Mm-hmm. This feels next gen. And then the other side, the negative things is this thing is too big. Yeah. This thing is unwieldy. The design is flawed. And I'm going to be honest. I really do think, you know, like seeing more and more reviews on it, seeing that stand, you should not ha- need to have a stand in order to lay it sideways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it should just be... It is... It, I, as much as I love the look of the design, it is flawed. And I do think it definitely is going to be changed up a bit. Uh, and, and shrunk down as the time goes on. Cause I think that is, I think that is a legitimate gripe. Like this thing is massive. And I think when, you know, you even have the side by sides of the IGN one of like all the consoles prior, it's like this thing is, it's not even just a little bit bigger. It is a lot bigger. Um, and I think that is something that, you know, though I think some people kind of go over and beyond about, I do think that is a reasonable gripe to have with it. But I also don't think that gripe matters when you have God of War, when you have Horizon Zero Dawn, when mm-hmm. you have Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, like the list goes on. You know, I, I saw a tweet 
earlier going like, if Microsoft is the, the Netflix of games, PlayStation Cinema. And so that GI thing, uh, where it's just like, yeah, this thing is purpose built for people that want those blockbuster games. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that has me excited because, mm-hmm. yeah, I am on the PlayStation ecosystem for Spider-Man, for Demon Souls, for Ratchet and Clank, right? So, like, for me, knowing that, and, and I think one thing that I've said is, like, this console is very much, you know, um, it, it, they've listened to the community, right? They, they took out a list going, you know, hey, what is what are the biggest issues with the PlayStation Okay, the fan's too loud. Where every review will point out the fan and this thing itself it's runs like exceptionally undetectable. silent, undetectable. That's awesome, right? And the heat, uh, you know, the 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 heat sink in there does its job extremely well. Mm-hmm. Okay, you want you know to be immersed in your in your games. Well, we, that tempest sound is something. That ray tracing is something. That you know that controller is something. I cannot wait. You know, I, I'm, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I keep saying to myself while playing, I cannot wait to be playing this on PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Because when I even like consider the loading times of certain games just being almost or just practically eliminated, oh, yeah. like, you know, that, that just gives me that, give me that smooth sequence. Well, I so, was streaming last night my Uncharted 4 speedrun. Yeah, a lot of that was me just waiting for these damn loading screens, and it's mm-hmm. just—I kept saying it over and over again. And I'm sure it was annoying to anyone who is watching, but like, I can't wait for next week for these to be obsolete. Yeah, they're gone. I, I don't have to wait for a thing to load and take minutes to to reload. Like, man, I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 that's what I think I'm the most excited for as well. Cause like when you're getting to near, like most of these games, uh, coming towards the, the release of this, this, this console, having to wait by those loading screens, like they're, it seems like they're sneaking more and more of them in there. Yeah. Um, it's just, man, it's, it's, it's too much. Yeah. So yeah, I really can't wait for that. So to me, yeah, like the console's too big and there are shortcomings, which, We've already talked about it and we'll get into more of them, but I'm excited. Like, I'm at yeah. a 10. I'm ready for this thing. I know I may Absolutely. not sound it because we're so subdued this episode. <laughs> oh, no. But, like, I am to the moon excited. I couldn't yeah. think of the right way to go with that word. That's why there was such a long pause there because I can't. It's hard to contain it. Mm-hmm. And I know every minute waiting until next Thursday is just like, it feels like. It's going by so slow. Yeah, I know. But we Give are me, so close. When is it? It's Thursday, believe. right? It's Thursday, Thursday November 12th. <sighs> and hopefully, knock on wood, I get mine Friday morning because PlayStation was really good at sending me the headset and controller. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be waiting by my door, man. They, I can't wait. Shout out to PlayStation with like their PlayStation Direct stuff because when I got the Last yeah. of Us controller and headset from them, it came like the next day like holy crap that's awesome and you know what's gonna be really cool too i'll be unboxing the digital uh uh, you know edition yeah on the channel you're gonna be doing your own unboxing as well of the big boy with the disc drive big boy so i i can't wait man again we're like mere days away and it's it's now hit me mid-episode i'm in on this machine let's let's go and with that kyle 
there's some more stuff and some actually really cool things in the PlayStation UI that we just learned about in the next story, say. This comes from Steve Watts over at GameSpot. PS5 video walks you through system settings. The launch of the PS5 is very close now, just one week away, and so you may already have visions of Spider-Mans and Bug Snacks dancing in your head. If you're curious about how to fine-tune your new hardware, though, Sony is here to help with a new video going over some of the finer points of the system settings. The brief explainer video walks you through how to tweak the settings for 3D audio, haptic feedback, and adaptive triggers, and power saving in rest mode. It's all very snappy and easy to understand, but seeing it laid out may give you a better idea of exactly what to expect. The haptic feedback and adaptive trigger settings can be made less strong if you find they're too much to handle. The power setting is set to optimize experience by default, which gives you some handy features like remote power on and auto updates, but it uses more power. A low power use setting turns off those features, but runs at much lower power in rest mode or you can customize some mixture of both. The 3D audio might require the most experimentation as Sony notes that you may need to try the settings to see which one matches your ear level. And this uh, little blurb to add to that comes from Tamor Hussein from GameSpot. By heading to the settings section of the PS5 user interface and selecting save date and game app settings and then game presets, you are able to tweak certain options so that they are communicated and applied to your games. You can set your preferred difficulty level, whether you want to play in performance mode or resolution mode, if you'd like your camera controls inverted, and if subtitles are on or off by default. Dude, there's a lot of awesome things built into the UI that just is kind of like they're trying for you to just deal with this one big menu so that you don't have to do it in every other game. Yeah. Um, like, I do like the, you know, save date and game app settings, game presets, mm-hmm. being able to be like, hey, listen, every game I want to play on normal. So I could even just skip that menu and then games right are just tailored game. to that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what are you, what's, what's some of your favorite features here that you're seeing? Um, yeah, I, I think ha- setting options for games on a system level is really awesome. Um, because I want to get straight into the game, even though me being, I have to like break the habit of going to options first when I boot up a game now, mm-hmm. in this case. Um, that's super exciting. Um, I love that you can experience, really customize pretty much everything. Whether the haptic is too too much for you, uh, the, the 3D audio is interesting. That's something I'm actually super excited to finally test out, because... If you listen for a long time, I don't use headphones when I game. So, and I'm going to try because they are making an emphasis for 3D audio, and I want to see how that is experienced. Um, being able to fine tune that is great. Just level customization. Sony really went all out. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I know the blind gamer um, put Seller. out a video. So, so yeah, um, who. You talked about in depth if you're, if you're interested in the accessibility. I'll try to put a link in the description. Um, there are a lot of options here. Some still missing, but it's a good first step from Sony. And yeah, seeing them going, okay, listen, if you don't like the adaptive controller or triggers or whatever, you can actually set the vibration or set the haptic settings. That's a really cool, cool thing. Having the 3D audio. Yeah. Like this is the reason why, you know, Mark Cerny wanted our ears so bad. <laughs> Getting the best sound possible. Have you possible. gotten your ears back, by the way? I haven't gotten mine back. Yeah. 
I don't know if they're mine, but (laughs) I said them, you you brought it back to me. Mine are mismatched. I think something got mixed up in in sorting over at the Cerny household. (laughs) God, that that man needs to learn how to use words better. But, like, that's really cool. And, yeah, setting it so that, like, I could just go, every game I want to play it on performance mode, that's even better for me. Because, again, it's just skipping all the little menus. It really does seem like PlayStation just wants you in on the experience in on the ride they don't want you as as least many menus as possible they really want to put you in the experience so i really really dig that so so far so good on the on the ui systems and such i think this is are you fantastic are you going to go performance mode at a system level because i'm pretty sure i'm going to be uh, uh resolution like, for me i'm thinking resolution as well yeah um, because I want to see that ray tracing. Absolutely. So that's that's the thing I, I want. I think when it comes to Demon Souls, where I know there isn't ray tracing there, I might do performance. Okay. Um. So yeah, some games will differ, but to me, I'm always going to stick to resolution unless it takes away ray tracing. Because if it, if we've seen anything that we've seen out of Spider Man so far, it's going to be really impressive. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm all, all on board with that. With that said, though, there are things in the UI that, let's be real, kind of suck, and it's in our next story. Uh, the PS5 doesn't let you store PS5 games on external hard drives. This comes from Shannon Grixty from Press Start in Australia. Um, one of the more surprising things that I found when reviewing the PS5 is that it doesn't seem to support external hard drives for PS5 games. It was already confirmed that the internal SSD drive wouldn't be working at launch, which I also found out after trying a Samsung 980 Pro myself. When plugging an external hard drive into the PS5, it's made pretty clear that you can't store PS5 games on an external with phrases such as, quote, you can install PS4 games to extended storage and play them directly from there, end quote. At no point is it ever mentioned that you can store PS5 games on the external hard drive. When trying to move games to the external hard drive that I had plugged in, only PS4 games showed up, which was consistent with that initial message. One saving grace is that you can automatically set the PS5 to install PS4 games on an external hard drive, so that's pretty handy. Mm. Mm. This kind of sucks, right? Like, it, we we have only 667 gigs of space. Mm-hmm. I would like to shuffle games that... Maybe I know I'm not going to play right now, but maybe I need space for it and I could kind of like, let's say, let's say Destiny 2, right? I know I'm not picking up uh, First Light yet, mm-hmm. but I'm going to pick it up eventually. I would love to see, have the ability of swapping that into my external. Then when I need it, swapping it back that way. I know Xbox does that. I, I kind of expected the same from Sony. What are your thoughts on, on the lack of, PS5 games on the external. Again, you could put all your PS4 games there, but you're not going to get that t- same speed boost if they were on the SSD. Um, I mean, it, it's it is pretty shitty for those that are 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 thinking the way you are of wanting mm-hmm. to like keep games on that hard drive and be able to move them back and forth when you need them. Um, yeah. Once again, for me, it's pretty much like a non non-issue for me because i'm used mm-hmm. to just deleting things and and reinstalling when i need when i need them uh digital i i get that's probably a huge bummer uh, we we don't know really how fast download speeds are on this new playstation hopefully it's it's pretty quick 
Mm-hmm. And uh, so it doesn't doesn't bother me too much. I do think it's a bit of an oversight, uh, but it does it does to me show that they really are making sure that it is accessing that SSD at all times, that super fast one. So the yeah. fact that it's going to be moved to a potentially slower speed hard drive, they're just basically like, hey, let's just block it off and not do that because the SSD is so vital for these games anyway. Yeah. The one thing that I think is the most tragic and honestly the biggest the biggest deal here is and this comes from Lance McDonald. Okay. Embargo is up and I'm allowed to talk about the PlayStation 5 back compat now. All I can say is Sekiro is 60 FPS, Dark Souls 3 60 FPS. It's locked at 30 on the X- Xbox Series X. And Bloodborne is still 30 frames per second with bad frame pacing. Uh-oh. How dare you? How dare, how dare you? you treat us, PlayStation? <laughs> you, you, how dare you disrespect the game of the generation? That's Bloodborne. Locking it behind 30 FPS. Now, okay. are the load times you know improved? Sure. Is that a big deal? Absolutely. Is that good enough? Yeah, sure. Should I expect <laughs> anything more? I shouldn't, but I am. <laughs> Gotta wait for that Bloodborne remaster. A lot of people are saying that that seems to be maybe the case that there's more to yeah. it, but that's that's the biggest bummer here. Now, okay, there's something here when it said uh, shifting between libraries that caught your eye because you yes. can shift between PS5, PS4, but there's also a column for PS3 games. Yeah, and it, I noticed it on the IGN uh, review video review because again, that's only only one that I watched. Yeah. When they were talking about like your library of games and being able to sort by system, it had PS5, PS4, and then a checkbox for PS3. What, what does it mean? What are you doing, Sony? Is there more to backwards compatibility than we expect? Or is that just like the ability to download PlayStation Now games and have PS3, PS Now games on your system? And maybe that's what that means. Which is a possibility, but it's maybe it seems it seems odd that it is there, right? And it's not just PS five and PS four. Yeah. I, I like a good conspiracy theory. I'd like to put the tinfoil hat on for just a sec. I'd here's like to some, tell you that maybe here's some cool aid, Joe. There you go. Take a couple. Yeah, I'll sip it. <laughs> it seems like everybody's doing it nowadays. Let's do it. Um but like for me, I I don't know if this is I don't know if this is like a like a smoke screen or whatever. I don't think PlayStation 3 is coming to backwards compatibility, mm-hmm. but it is strange to see that, you know, yeah. as even a tab. Maybe maybe it is like for PlayStation Now titles. Yeah. And maybe that's why it's there. But then why isn't PlayStation 2 games there? Because exactly. you could play games like Dark Cloud there. So like we've really, gang, what do you guys think out there? Do you think that there's some type of hidden conspiracy here that we're going to get some PS3 backwards compatibility or... This is just a simple programming error in that it'll be probably patched out by launch. Let me know in your comment section you know, down below. Somebody in nice. Sony is just trolling, like, I'm going to put PS3 and, and make make people upset. And, and, <laughs> and people people who do PlayStation podcasting really worry about this thing that's not really an issue. Yeah. And it's not really happening. Uh, I like it. I like yeah. You know what? I like that conspiracy theory even more. <laughs> With that said, though, Kyle, before I, before I get into the the last story yeah this does like because i I was thinking if this is a flub did you see did you see on cnn 
where they're doing all like, you know, the guy that's on the big screen. I think his name's John King. Oh, and, the like, guy he, who taps the screen and yeah, the guy that does stuff. he go yep. boop 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 boop. This is how many people are here. Yeah. All right. They cut to him for a second. I thought this was photoshopped. Apparently, this is real, and I'll believe anything that's on the internet. There was a tab for Pornhub that no, popped up. I swear to God, Kyle, you look right now. <laughs> and you just see him, like, the camera flashes to him, and he, and he sees it. He's obviously alarmed. He just goes, <laughs> he taps the X. <laughs> but it, it's just long enough to, like, like the producer caught it. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, like, they were like, we, switch we, to John. Oh, wait, switch back. <laughs> we've all had yeah. those moments of panic. Whether a, a thing popped up on your phone and yeah. you, you weren't expecting the, the volume. You forgot to, be to on. flip the Bluetooth settings off. Yeah. Yeah. Someone in, in college walking into your dorm room when you're you're looking at certain Never sites. on national TV, have Never I Never on that. national TV during the most watched election <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> on a giant screen mm-hmm. that is only supposed to be used to show how many people are in what counties. What and are now- you doing? <laughs> And now I'm just like, what else is on that big screen? <laughs> right when I saw, is he I'm like, this could just be... in between when he's not on screen. I hope. Temple I running? hope it's the wholesome route. <laughs> he's just doing Angry Birds. <laughs> but I, was, I oh. how crazy! So like, it could just be a flub, like that. So like, I, that's why I'm not reading too much into it. Yeah. But yeah, like, oh, I see what you're doing there. That I'm was trying to long, bring it back to games. That was a long, long. Yeah, I'm not using that word. Long- Don't worry about it. We're both deliriously tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, the point is, at the end of the day, this does suck, uh, especially for, like, storage. But at the end of the day, it's still not the biggest deal in the world. It's just a, it's just like a, 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 like a ding in the armor. You know what I mean? But something you guys should be aware about if you're switching to PS5 next week or in the weeks to come or months or years even. Uh, important breaking news. Uh, that clip is not real. <gasps> no, don't fact check me on air. Damn it. I wish it was. Sorry. I Never just, been more disappointed. I, I, you literally, you see his face go. <laughs> Damn. I, I so you're telling this... me all conspiracy theories are fake now? Yes. Every single one of them. I don't know about every single one. Which one? What, what conspiracy theory do you think is real now? Yo, Bigfoot's real. Bigfoot's you really do there. think so? No. <laughs> <laughs> if you talk uh, to my dad, though, yeah. he'll tell you it's real. He'll, he'll, he's like, I've seen him. I've seen. I've stared <laughs> eye to eye with him. <laughs> the amount of Bigfoot shows we have recorded on our DVR here at home is alarming. <laughs> Uh, but let's get to this last story. Let's get back on track for PlayStation. Yes. Uh, online multiplayer comes to Sackboy A Big Adventure later this year. This comes from the PS blog. Uh, hi there. With the release of Sackboy A Big Adventure a little over a week away, I wanted to share some news regarding online multiplayer functionality. We've made the difficult decision to delay the full online multiplayer functionality within Sackboy A Big Adventure. The team have been working hard to ensure that online is the very best experience it can be for players and we just need a little more time to get it right so you can enjoy it to the fullest with your friends and family. Online multiplayer functionality will instead be coming via a patch by the end of 2020. Account for PSN and internet connection required. This patch will also include cross-generation multiplayer where PS4 and PS5 users can play together, game save transfers from PS4 to PS5, 
On launch day, you'll still be able to enjoy Sackboy with your household in offline couch co-op party play. Two to four player parties can play through the whole game, including unmissable co-op only levels. Oh, that's the end of the sentence. Good God. Unmissable co-op only levels. We understand this will be disappointing for those of you hoping to take advantage of the online multiplayer functionality at launch and appreciate the patience. Thank you for your understanding, and we look forward to celebrating the launch of Sackboy A Big Adventure with you all next week. I really hope that the trophies aren't tied to the online multiplayer portion. Agreed. That would be a big bummer. That's why I put this story on the list. So, yet again, we're seeing how COVID affects things in Mm -hmm. games this year, Mm -hmm. where we're seeing more people like the medium just delay their game. Cyberpunk, no surprise, has delayed till mid-December. And then you're seeing things like this, right? Like, having portions of the game being kind of waited until later in the year, which is so weird. But, you know, I don't know. What are your takes on this? Is it a bit disappointing, or are you just happy that you're going to get your hands on it at launch? I mean, I am happy I'm going to get my hands on it at launch, uh, but I am bummed because I think mm-hmm. I wanted to play this game during Extra Life mm-hmm. with, a, with a friend, um, and, and now that that's not going to happen, um, is a bummer. Uh, I'm still still so excited for this game. Uh, it is exactly what I want from Sackboy and the Little Big Planet. It's just give me levels to play. Like, I'm yeah. not too big into creating the stuff on my own. I just want to play as Sackboy and these cool levels and whatnot. Um, my biggest, my only question when it comes to Sackboy is, do I buy the PS4 Special Edition so I can get all those skins? And do they transfer over to PS5 eventually? No that is, lie, that's been, I think the only way you get them is through the Limited Edition, but that's the only, like, the that. Digital Deluxe. Yeah. <sighs> Which is a bummer. It is a bit of a bummer, isn't it? Yeah. Because I can buy my standard PS5 edition of just physical, just a game, and I won't be able to get those outfits, or at least not yeah. right away. And by the time they do come out, I'll pro- I'm probably done with the game. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a, it's a stinker, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I did want to get some review roundups. Uh, this comes from Nibel. This is the last little story. Um, Astro Playroom early reviews. Eurogamer says it's essential. EGM gives it a 10. Push Square gives it a 9. GameSpot gives it an 8. Game Informer 8. IGN 8. Uh, the Gamer, the 4.5. Games Beat for, uh, 4 out of 5. And Metacritic overall for Astro's Playroom is an 8.2. Damn. Uh, Spider-Man. Miles Morales. Uh, early review scores. EGM gives it a 10. Games Beat gives it a 5 uh, out of 5. Game Informer gives it a 9. IGN gives it a 9. US Gamer 4.5. GameSpot gives it a 7. 6 Access an 8. Overall, Open Critic is an 80. I'm sorry, Metacritic is an 85. So Ooh. the first two launch titles that we've been seeing a lot of getting some really good love uh, so far out of the gate. Does really player- surprising with Astros, right? Yeah, I was just going to ask, does Playroom, at the end of the day, become the best pack-in game? Does it overtake Wii Sports? Oh, I don't know if it... No, it can't do... I don't know if it could do Wii Sports. What? Because... No, Wii Sports gave me the ultimate memory. I don't know if I said it here on the show, but Wii Sports, when that came out, we were doing the boxing, me and my brother, and he won. 
And I, out of just me being really mad, because he had his arms up in the air, it was a really intense race, he said, yeah, I won! And I hit him in the nuts. It was the funniest thing 15-year-old the, Joe can do at the time. The only thing, the only reason I say that, I, I meant from like a, a score standpoint. Um, oh, I don't know if they scored Wii Sports. So I just looked it up on Metacritic. Uh-huh. Uh, Wii Sports is sitting at a 76. Ah, so, so far... Suck in Nintendo, question mark? Suck it. <laughs> no, this is really cool. I'm surprised yeah. we haven't seen more reviews for, like, Demon Souls and stuff like that. Right? Yeah. Demon Souls, Sackboy, uh, Bug Snacks, we mm-hmm. know is probably coming pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Unless they're really rolling it out, and next week we're going to get even more reviews. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's odd that... PS5 is launching, and the only two reviews of games are Miles and Astros. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's so strange as much as, like, those are the games they've been really pushing on people. I think Astros is, like, taking full effect of the haptics. That's why they want it in people's hands. Um, I think they're doing Miles because, of course, it's Spider-Man. It's a huge property. And then I think for Demon Souls, it's just such a graphical showcase so i think they're using those three games as kind of the thing that's that moves that console into the into the you know the eyes of the mainstream Mm -hmm. so i i get it i just i don't know just give me more demon souls love but knowing sony they'll do it after we record this show absolutely (laughs) they will (laughs) and everybody right as we were about to end the show we got some breaking news kyle would you like to read what you yeah. what you just saw with your own oh two eyes? I, it's finally uh, tomorrow's N seven day. For those of you that don't know, N seven day mm-hmm. is uh, important because that is Mass Effect. The the N seven is uh, the iconic image of of Shepard in his N seven mm-hmm. suit. Uh, this comes from Cat Bailey, uh, who is uh, a writer for U.S. Gamer. Um, can confirm that Mass Effect fans should be expecting news at 8 a.m. Pacific time on the Bioware blog tomorrow. Guessing it's the remaster we've been expecting. And it's about damn time. What, what, is, is this a day and date release, Kyle? Oh, my God. I, if it is coming out tomorrow, Joe, <laughs> I, will, I don't know what I, could, I would do with myself. I, I don't know. Yeah. Where where are you as like a fan for Mass Effect? Oh my god, I I missed one of course because I mm-hmm. didn't have it on. I didn't have an Xbox to play one. Right. And when two came over, it's like, all right, let me see what this is all about. And I fell head over heels in love with two. with Miranda. Miranda, one hundred percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Just it blew me away with how engaging of a story that was, and that really grew my love for. Wanting to make sure I was I had everyone's back in my crew and do all the loyalty missions and make that feel like it mattered in the end because it does with the suicide mission at the end of the game. Uh, yeah. one, easily one of the best gaming experiences I ever had. Um, I even love three. I never finished three uh, for mm-hmm. whatever reason, but Mass Effect is so special and I'm happy. That if this remaster is what we were expecting it to be, that EA has, has turned around on their remasters aren't a priority type thing, and we're getting another one from them, and the most yeah. requested from them. That's so, this. Well, 
that would be second, I would feel. I feel Mass Effect is probably the number one remaster from EA that people want. And I'm happy. If it's if it's available <laughs> tomorrow, I'm insane. Yeah. I that, that yeah. I don't think it's I think it's like March of next year. Like I definitely think it's that. I think you're gonna get a blowout. Mm-hmm. I you know, they they said the whole original cast is gonna be yeah. there. I'm thinking like I, I wouldn't expect a blue point level of remake, but no. I do think in like some some games are gonna get that remake esque treatment more than others. So like I definitely think we're going to see more of the the controls of Mass Effect two and Mass Effect One. You know, I think we're gonna get some something smoothed out in Mass Effect One, like the Mako driving, which is awful. You know, I think we're going to see that level of care. Yeah. I would love to see like a Master Chief collection of the ma- uh, of Mass Effect. Yeah. You know, where like again, like you could maybe toggle between next gen graphics and like the previous. Do what uh, or not do previous, what Tony Hawk the, the did sixth generation. This year, or or NC yeah. Trilogy with Crash. Like those those are yeah. the gold standard. Yeah, and it, this can't be cheap. This can't, and especially for Mass Effect, it needs all the love that it could get right now. I'm super pumped for it. I, Mass Effect 2 is one of my most beloved RPGs of all time. Absolutely. And I would love if, if what I'm saying is correct and I have that crystal ball, if Mass Effect 2 gameplay is in Mass Effect 1, I am very happy because I could not get into Mass Effect 1 because the controls were just booty for me. So yeah, I, I love to see this. This is really awesome. I can't wait because again, Mass Effect fans, y'all need a win. And deserve it as well. Yeah. Also, some more breaking news. Uh-oh. Uh, Charlie Intel, uh, they cover all things Call of Duty, goes, PlayStation players get with the, for just being a PlayStation member. Uh, uh, PS Plus to, member? Yeah, PS Plus member. You get five extra tier skips when buying the Battle Pass bundle, 25% extra weapon XP when playing in a party, uh, either other PS or cross-platform. Uh, an exclusive monthly double XP events. Um, so that's pretty cool. If you're looking to get Call of Duty on PlayStation, uh, that's the safe bet. And before we go, we do have a bit of Andy House of Snail Mail. Each and every week, you can, you know, tweet at us at PS Trophy Room. You could write a strong worded letter over at Discord, or you could pen a letter over to Andrew House. I read it on the show this week, though. I was checking our inbox, okay, mm-hmm. and we got an email. What? So I guess you could even email us at pstrophyroom at gmail.com oh, yeah. because I am too cheap to get a domain name. <laughs> a brief thoughts on Demon Souls Easy Mode. This comes from our good friend, uh, Justin. He goes, hey, guys, and this is a long one. This is a doozy, okay. but I felt, I felt like we needed the other side on this, and I didn't do a good job, and I think Justin really kind of takes in what I was thinking from 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 last episode. Hey guys, I was just listening to your latest episode discussing uh discussing the ever-present topic that comes with each new entry about if the game should have an easy mode and I had to chime in. Speaking as a Souls fan, and the following will come off as an elitist gatekeeper no matter how I frame it, but I'll try to summarize why this game shouldn't make any attempt to cater to anyone. The difficulty of these games is not like other games, which is, which have simple settings that de- uh, determine a player, player and enemy health. These games are not designed to be played with more or less health and damage dealt received. 
it's for the reason that I argue that the game would be affected for me who plays this game for a very specific reason. The game itself literally revolves around patience, recognizing patterns, and being, uh, and being uneasy with lack of knowledge. The point is being thrown into the deep end and seeing if you have the perseverance to learn how to swim. Many games used to be like this, the NES era. I think it, this style was revived with Demon Souls and continued with its successors as a way to harken back to that era during an ever-increasing age of gaming that, at the surface level, the warm, fuzzy response is that gaming is more inclusive and welcoming than ever, when in reality, it's actually about selling as many copies as uh, of a game as possible to the widest audience it can reach. These are not hard and impossible games. They are challenging. There's a difference. Uh, they are, they take everything you were used to in gaming for over the past 15 years or so and ask a gamer, sorry, and ask you to unlearn and possibly relearn if you're a gamer from the NES times. Those were, those are the terms of the game. Difficulty sliders destroy the game at the base level. There are hundreds upon thousands of games out there that have been re-released just in the last 10 years alone. Even with all the Souls clones, there are very few like them in such an enormous selection of games. Not every game needs to hold everyone's hand and bring them along for their own personal ride in the most comforting way possible. There's countless of other games that do it, so why turn ones that are not like that into those thanks for reading gatekeeper out in regards to justin um i kind of feel that and i am still on like both ends here i like i know it sounds like shitty but like i'm not going to demand a developer to put anything in their game i just think it's a nice caveat when they do and i think when you're taking a game like demon souls you know, hearing them go, hey, we like to take the basic fundamentals. And so, like, we don't want to change anything of that. I think they're just being true to that IP. I, and I know this is, like, such a shitty response for me because I'm all about accessibility, right? Like, again, uh, my sister-in-law, um, you know, is is disabled. And looking towards things like that adaptive controller is fan-fucking-tastic. Um, but I don't think that also though I, I love that i don't also think it equates to let's just put an easy mode in every single game so i can beat it does that make sense i'm, I'm trying to collect my thoughts before responding because it's okay. it feels like when i i hear people talk about games like that in that way they're clearly just not listening to what the other side is saying where both yeah. both things can be true at the same time, right? I understand the reason for the Souls-like games are they're challenging for you to learn from your mistakes, and, and, and that is the core basic of the game. What I'm trying to say, what I think a lot of people are trying to say, we're not trying to get rid of that for those people that want that. It's still going to be there. I just think for other people who want to experience that game, to have that option there. It's not to be like... It, having that option there does not affect the hardcore souls like gamers to be able to play it the way they want to play, right? Every game has difficulty uh, uh, measures, and, and, and even in those, there still have 
maybe an easy mode for one game is harder than other easy modes in games. I'm not I'm not saying to dumb it down where everything's a one hit kill or, or not. No. It still have that ability to learn from your mistakes and overcome these challenges, but just give people an option to make it a little less punishing for them. And it's not for completing the game, it's just for a a more fun experience for for certain mm. like I'm s i am do not want to get rid of the challenge of a Souls like game. I want it to be there for the people that want it there. I just want it. I think there has people. to be, and, I, and it's it's weird because like I understand what you're saying. I also understand Justin Singer. It's like, but like the game is supposed to be challenging. Yeah. Like the, like this is like like. But again, some people's medium difficulty that is challenging for them. Right. But like at the same time, it's built into the genre. Like that's that's what it like a Souls game. What is it defined by? You know, it is defined to an extent by its difficulty that it does challenge the player. And whereas, like, I get what he's saying. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I totally get it. It's just like, there's other games that, like, if you want that, like, you know, like, let me hold your hand. Let me just do very easy. Like, Horizon has, like, a pretty much, hey, just do the cutscene mode. Like, there's games that do that. I don't, th- and he's saying, but do, does every game need to be that? I, but that, you know, that's not he, what I'm saying. I don't want just that cutscene mode for Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. I just want it to be have an option for the people that want it for just to have a little bit more timing on dodging or a little bit here and there, just a tiny little bit, a little more forgiving. I'm not, I'm not trying mm. to destroy the system here. I just want to make it to be a little bit easier for people that want to experience it. It's it really is like you look at a window and be like, oh, boy, I want that thing so bad. And then your parents look at you and go, oh, you can never get that. You have to be a certain status in order to to be able to have it. it, it I mean, I'm not a good gamer. I, I, I do it. I'm not, you know I'm I mean? not like, saying that. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. is how I take that stance of like, mm. oh, you, you want that shiny new toy? You can't get it. That's for everyone with an income yeah. over 20000 plus. Uh, a month right. or whatever. Well, I think so. Like when you're like, oh, just like, hey, make it so like I can parry a little easier. I could, you know, or like I I have a a bigger window to do that. That is affecting that game on a different level. But at the same exact time, I understand what you're saying because it's just like it's just an option. Yeah, you don't have to do exactly. it exactly. And so I would maybe maybe there's ways to to reach this thing where it's not so. Like I guess I wouldn't say blatant, but like, hey, there, here's like a, a item you can have in the game that makes pairing give a you bit a little easier. bit of a buff or something. Yeah, and maybe it gives you a takeaway for the other thing because like, yeah, like Father Gascoigne wouldn't have been a memorable boss fight in in Bloodborne if I beat him really easy. Sure. I think we often applaud Souls, Souls games for having some of the best boss fights in video games, and they're some of the best boss fights because they're challenging. You know? I mean, so I could also go on that site where I, because this just popped in my head, I want to get it out before I forget about it. Yeah, go for it. Go, go, go. If, you, if you go the route of, like, extending powering time or expanding, or, or expanding dodge rolls, then add more HP to that boss to make it so it's it's still the same kind of tough fight, and you still need to be able to get those timings down, even yeah. if it is a, a you have that more buffer to do those things. Just yeah. make the health and the fight a little bit longer, so you do have to continually 
keep doing that input at the right time to get through it. Yeah, it it is it, it is just a strange situation that that game finds itself in. Yeah, because it it. it or that series, because, yeah, like, I want more people to, to play Bloodborne. Like, I'm on that level of, like, it doesn't affect me too much. But, like, at the same time, I do understand where Justin's get, getting at, where it's like, dude, not every game needs to be for everyone. Not every game needs to have have this, that, or the other thing. There's some things that are defined by by their gameplay, whether it's challenging or, or not. I also do, do think that, like for people that go, I want an easy mode because I can't beat Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Like no, but if someone who who has a disability says, "Hey," and I and I think that's why we're oftentimes not the ones to go to. Like Steven Spawn is probably the person Absolutely. you want to direct all that to, yeah. of 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 what their gripes are with with certain games and what accessibility features they would like to see. Because I think. You know, I don't want to put words in Steven Spawn's mouth, but I don't think he would necessarily go easy mode, bam. And maybe you would, but like there are there are certain things that we don't see about or, or we don't know because we're we're not in you know that position um, that we take adv- advantage of. So like to me, there could be a feature that could help someone who you know, like I I know one of my friends doesn't have the full function of their left hand. Like making it so that, you know, that player who wants to play that game is able to. Yeah. I think there could be some features that we can kind of use here uh, to maybe make that experience better. But I don't think just like slapping easy mode is the thing that solves it. I think more accessibility options are, are something that we can implement uh, and make it in such a way that hopefully souls fans could go, okay, we'll allow this. Um, you know, because I, I understand why, and uh, yeah, it does harken back to the old NES days of like that challenge you get. Um, and, and Justin, listen, I don't think you sound like a oh, good, I don't either. No, to me, yeah, I think that. Thank it's, and thank you for that. Yeah, oh, it, it strongly is a to- felt letter. It's man. a totally valid response, and I I want you to know, I want other souls like people. I'm not attacking you in any way. I totally get where you're coming from. I yeah. just I just want to yeah. fight for just a little bit more flexibility in the Souls-like genre for, for more people to be able to experience. Because as an out, outsider from it, of yeah, I did try Bloodborne. It doesn't click with me fully. I I love the look of it. I want to experience it and see what the hype is. It just some of it is... It, it is a little too, too hard for me to overcome and, like, really sure. sit down and really focus and dedicate the time to doing... Um, also, I think there's just too much of this stigma when you hear easy mode. I think when you hear easy mode, you think of like just fly through it, no challenge whatsoever. Mm. I, I think I think that is a whole nother conversation where easy mode just doesn't really mean that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I I definitely again, it's such like a a, um, a layered conversation. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, Justin, thank you so much for sending that to us. And with that said, that's been the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. You can find Kyle at Mr. K-Step on Twitter. You can find me, Mr. Badbit, on Twitter. You can find the show, PS Trophy Room, on Twitter. You can find this show wherever you get your podcast services, whether that's Apple Podcasts, whether that's Spotify, whether that's Google Play, or on YouTube at the Trophy Room. 
There's so many ways to watch and listen to this show. Next week, we are having so many awesome special episodes on the YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe. And yeah, next week's going to be the beginning of the next gen. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody keep your wits about you. Have a nice one.